Okay, I'd like, uh, before the Yom Neirayim, to talk a little about uh, the davening in Yom Neirayim, but really, I'd like to talk about a Shaila and then uh, try to give you an appreciation uh, for what, uh, what's, uh, what's to come. Rosh Hashanah, I always wondered, I'm sure you always wondered, about making personal bakashas in Shemayin Esrei. <coughs> We love bakashas that we want to make, personal uh, requests from the Rabbi Nishalayim. And if we understand that on this day, uh, everything in the whole year is, is up kapaskind. So the bakashas that people think of should, uh, should have a place in the Shemin Esrei. Should be a place to be mevakish. <clears throat> I think most people would daven for money and for money. It seems to be the first thing everyone's talking about. Maybe some people would dive in for Mu'atzlach in the learning or other important things for health and Shaduchim. So the question is, it's a serious question, where, where, where are Rosh Hashanah, where and when does that belong? So Rosh writes that in the Lakayin Tsar, at the end of a Lakayin Tsar, just like you ask Bakashis all year round, so you're allowed to ask about Kashis and Rosh Hashanah as well. Before you learn uh, Before you learn After the after you learn After the second you learn So he says you can add your own Bakashis. So that is wonderful. We have a Pesach. And then he writes, Afal Pikain, I tell me, I tell me them that they shouldn't do it. So to me, that's an extremely confusing, extremely confusing thing. I thought this in the, there's a Sefer Shalmi Mayid, Shlomo Zalman's Psakim on Inyani HaMayid. And uh, he says, he, this is what he says, says, you're allowed to ask, you could ask, I tell my Talmidim not to ask. Shana, don't ask. So to me, it's confusing. I don't understand what the downside of asking is, what the, what the upside is, why Chazal didn't put it in, you're allowed to put it in. I'd like to talk a little about davening in general and come back to a Havana, something with which we can approach, uh, approach Yem Hadin. Yem Hadin. There's another issue that's confusing to me. What's confusing to me is when you daven, it's a maila to raise your voice when you daven. It's sorin to raise your voice. Well, Tzalka is a good thing. It's not a good thing. I'm not asking what you're going to do. I'm just asking you in, in the Lomdis, you learn Shas. So what do you learn? Davening with a raised voice is better? Or davening quietly is better? Assuming both are equal. It's better to do with a raised voice or with a shtelet, which is better? The Amashmoisin in Shas, both ways, it's extremely confusing. Uh, the Gemara says, Dalit Varim Ekarin Gzardine Shaladam. Four things rip up a Gzardin of a person Tzedaka, Tzaaka, Shine Hashem, Vishine Maisa. The Gemara says in Rosh Hashanah, after Zayin, four things rip up Gzardin Tzedaka, Tzaaka, Shinei Hashem v'Shinei Ma'aseh. The Masha says that the pizmain that we all say on Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, 
Tshuva, Tfilo, Tzedakah, Mavir, Nesrei, Akzaira, is comes from this Gemara. Tshuva, Tfilo, Tzedakah. That's Shini Maisa, Tshuva, and Tzaaka is Tfilo, and Tshuva, Tfilo, Tzedakah. So the Gemara says Tzedakah, Tzaakah, Mashini Hashem, Mashini Maisa. Mashini Hashem, we're not going to change our name every year, so we don't mention it every year, but uh, the other three, the Masha says that's the Makkah. So it calls it Tzaakah, it calls Davening screaming, raising your voice. Tsaaka, no doubt, Tsaaka means screaming. In the Gemara says also in Daftazain, Yafa Tsaaka la Adam, Bein Kaidim Gzardin, Bein Lacher Gzardin. That even though there's a Gzardin, the Gemara means even if there's a Chasimah Sadin and Yom Kippur, so the Gemara says Tsaaka still helps. It helps something. Yafa Tsaaka la Adam, it's a Tsaaka again. In Mitzrayim it says Tzakas Bnei Yisrael Ba'a Eli. It says Loshen of Tzaka. The Ramban there in, uh, in Perak Yud Beis, Pasuk Mem Beis, says Lo Yotzu Elibus Losat Tzaka. There are many places where it seems that Tefillah in a raised voice is a Milo. On the other hand, we know when it comes to Shemayin Esrei, that Hamashmiya Kailai Bitfilase Harizabik Tani Amuna. We know Shmanasra is quiet. He says, Allah and Shmanasra. But the Gemara says in Brachas and Tafhav Dalid, Hamashmiya Kailai Bitfilase Harizabik Tani Amuna. And Rashi says, Because when you scream, this is Rashi, Marek Ilu Harbaini Shalayla, Mena Shamea Balahash. If you scream, like the Russian doesn't hear you, if you dive quietly, why are you screaming? But why are you screaming? So the Gemara Brachis seems to say that you shouldn't. We know the Tfilas Chana, the Himadaberas Aliba, the Pasik says. Chana was davening for children. She was davening, what does it mean? Aliba. It means she davened Balachash. That's why Vyachshavayli, the Shikaira. So she davened Balachash. So Balachash is a bigger mile. We find Be'el Yoah in the Hara Carmel. He makes fun of the Neviyah Yabal. He says, Kiru Bekel Godo. Maybe your, maybe your God is asleep. Scream louder. He ridicules the screaming. So in Chazal, there seems to be some sort of a, a contradiction, some sort of a stira, if Tzaaka is better or, or Lachash is better. Now Reb Tzaddik in, in Parshas Vaschana and the Pritzadik means a Mabit. The Mabit is from the 1500s, from the earliest Achrayinim. And he says, what we know, that a tefillah kavua is balachash, a shmina esrei, which is a tefillah kavua is balachash. And tefillah b'shas tzara, v'yitzakah el Hashem v'tzar lohem, a tefillah b'shas tzara is better b'kail gadol. And it's a shas tzara, and people say to him, they say b'kail gadol. And a tefillah kavua is balachash, and it says that Chana, when she davened, stuck it into a shmina esrei. But Tziv says the Ikeba Kosh is in the middle of a Shemayna Esrei. And when Chana was davening, she stuck it into a Shemayna Esrei. And Tziv says it many times. He says it there in the Gemara, and he says it in Alatayra. He says it was in the middle of Shemayna Esrei. But it doesn't answer the question. The question I'm not asking you is what are the rules. The rules I know. We don't stress quietly. We sit till and laugh. But in Shemayim, what works better? What's Payal? It's Payal better Balachash? So why don't we say till him? Do we scream? 
It's probably better with screaming. So why do Chazal say Shmoneser is quiet? The underlying issue needs to be answered. And I'd like to suggest a mahalach, which is a mahalach anyway in understanding davening. And I hope that with this mahalach, you can come to your davening on Rosh Hashanah and Kippur with a, a better understanding of what you're trying to do. So I'm going to step back now, and I'd like to share with you an old cloud regarding davening, davening Shemineser every day. An old rule, and then we'll come back and try to plug it into these two issues that I brought up. It's an old rule that every Shemineser you daven every day is called two distinct purposes. There are two purposes that you daven. One we call bakoshes tzrochim. You ask for the things you need. You ask for what you need. Shemineser is an opportunity. God says, come and ask. It's wonderful. But there's something else. Shemineser is not just asking for what you need. If it's asking for what you need, why do you have to say all the middle brachis? It's not even normal. You go to a king, uh, the king gives you an opportunity to petition him. You pick one thing, two things to ask for. You don't take the whole, the whole slew of things to ask for. In Bakashas Tzrachim, it wouldn't make sense to obligate me to daven for Parnosa and Rafua and, uh, and Slachman. Maybe I don't, today I don't feel I need it. Today I don't need it. I have enough Parnosa. I'm not worried about my Parnosa. I'm not worried about my Gesund. Or Atachayni uh, Lodam Das. Most people are not so worried about their brains. Nobody makes a big fuss of Atachayni Lodam Das. Why do you have to ask for brains? Everyone thinks he has enough brains. The other guy, yeah. Okay. So why are we obligated to ask for everything? The answer is that when you damish Shemines, you're doing two things. There's Bakasha Tzrochen, but there's something else. We call it Avoidah. The Gemara says, Eiz Avoidah she believed. That's davening. Yishmene Esrei is Avoidah. What's Avoidah? What does it mean it's Avoidah? Avoida is, has nothing to do with needing things. Avoida means a recognition that everything comes from the Rabbi Nishalai. That I have to come on to Rabbi Nishalai for money. I have to come on to Rabbi Nishalai for gesund. I have to come on to Rabbi Nishalai yeah, even for brains, for seichel. You have to come on to Rabbi Nishalai. It's an avoida to be makir that everything comes from God. Oh, that's something else. So then you know how to skip. If you skip, so you're, you're messing up your, your Avaidah. The Avaidah has to be a complete Avaidah. In the Divra Yoyal, on Parshas Lech he writes, the Gemara says that Dan Shekhnes made the Shemines, right? And by the Churm Bayashayni Shokhum, they forgot the order of the middle brachis, V'chaz Ruviyistam. And later on, they had the to figure it out again. The Gemara goes through the Cheshmer. Gemara. So everyone asked, how did they forget Shemayin Esrei? Everyone down Shemayin Esrei every day. So he says, this is said. There are two parts of Shemayin Esrei. There's Bakash Tzrochim, asking for stuff. If you ask for stuff, you don't have to ask for everything. And there's Avaidah. When the Beis HaMikdash stood, Avaidah was in the Beis HaMikdash. During the Bayashayni, you didn't have to ask for all the middle brachas. You choose what you want. You say the first three brachas, and you pick what you want, the middle brachas. You want to have a refu, you have a refu. You want to have a refu, you want to have a refu, you want to have a refu. Whatever you want, you have a refu. 
So Shokhun, during the time of the Binyan Ba'ayis, the Avoidah was not in Davani. Just by Kosh you don't need all your middle brachas. When the Ba'ayisheni was Chariv, and the Avoidah reverted back to, to the Shemini right? So then, it went back to Chazrubi Yistam. They had to figure out again the Seder of the middle brachas. This is the Sisoid. The Sisoid, over the years, we've used to answer many, many difficulties I mentioned to you uh, Shaila that came up with me. Uh, there's a need in what to do if you're in the middle of Shemina Esrei and you don't remember which bracha you're up to. Well, Shemina Esrei, you don't remember which bracha you're up to. Never happened to you? Never happened to Shemina Esrei, you don't know what you're up to? The trick is to let your mouth keep on going. You think, you get stuck. No? Never happened to you? Moshe Rabbeinu asked you, didn't know what you, never happened to you? So it happened to me once, that I'm willing to admit. In uh, 95 or 96, I had surgery. And I woke up in the next day in the hospital bed. I knew I wasn't going anywhere. I wasn't going to Minyan. So I decided that I'll set my alarm and I'll dive in Vesikin. No Minyan, at least let me dive in Vesikin. So I did that. I set an alarm and I woke up to Dam Vesikin and uh, I wasn't even allowed to sit up at the time. I had surgery on my leg and I was laying flat on my back and I was davening. And I was in Lushman Asrei. I was tired. I had surgery the day before and uh, I was an oinus or a shaykeg. I wasn't amazed. Maybe it was foolish of me to daven that, uh, that hour in the morning, but it was also in the summer. So Vesikin was about five o'clock. So I fell asleep. I fell asleep for a minute or two. I don't know how many minutes, but just a little bit. I, woke, I didn't know what I was up to. I really didn't know what to do. So what I do, there's only one thing to do. I called Rav Palm. I called Rav Palm. I knew he was up at that hour. That was his, uh, he always said that was his best seder because no one bothered him. So I bothered him. I called. <laughs> I said, oh, good morning, Rabbi. I'm in Milashmanasri. And I told him, what do I do? I'm not sure. I don't know which bracha I'm up to. I have the page of the Siddur in front of me. I know it's, I got to this, I didn't get to that. What do I do? So there's a machleik, is the chayodam and the stipler. What to do. Now the stipler is really not big enough to argue with the chayodam. But listen to this. The chayodam says that if you don't know what you're up to in Shemayinah, so pick an example. Let's say, you know you said slach lanu, and you don't know if you said baruch so you must speak about Reina and Rafaina. So the Chayyadam says, you can only say what you know you didn't say. Whatever you must speak, you can't say. So, so start from the bracha you know you didn't say. Follow? Makes sense, right? Start from the bracha you know you didn't say and, uh, and go on. So the stipler in Mesechtis Brachis, I think it's Sabine Aleph, if I'm not mistaken, the stipler brings the Chayyadam and he says he has a kasha. He has such a good kasha, it's hard to know how to do Lamaisa. Listen to this kasha, which you have to follow. It's a stipler. The halacha is all the middle brachis are ma'akvin zu If you skip one of the middle brachis, it's not a Shemayin The halacha is you must say all the middle brachis. If somebody dabbles a Shemayin and he knows he skipped one, he has to daven again. Even if he did two out of order, he has to daven again. The whole, 
all the whole seder habrachis are makvin zuazul. So this typeless says he doesn't understand the chayyada. The man's not sure if he said re'ena and refein. So now what's better? The chayyadim says you have to start from the next bracha, because if you say those two brachas, you might have two brachas levatala. Reina and Rafael will be brachas levatala. What's the kasha? They're just the opposite. If you start borech aleinu, you have two. Uh, if you start, if you go back to Reina, so you have two suffix brachas levatala. But if you start borech aleinu, you have seventeen suffix brachas levatala. Because if you really didn't say it, let's say you really didn't say it, you started Baruch Aleinu, so then you have 17 brachas levatalu. Those two you didn't say. But the other 17 are levatalu. So why take a risk on 17 brachas? Assuming it's a 50-50 shyly, you don't know if you said it or not, why are you taking a, better take a risk of two brachas levatalu instead of 17 brachas levatalu? Shashi is one that you, you stop, your mouth going to go, you know you're up to Baruch Aleinu? No, I don't know. I don't know where my mouth stopped. I, I remember saying Slach Lano, I clapped, and I know I didn't say Baruch Aleinu, I didn't turn the page. So either, uh, these two, I don't know if, they, if my mouth said that. I don't know if they said that. I fell asleep at some point, I don't know. So, the Stipus Kasha is a Gvaldic Kasha. It sounds like it's just a, a mathematical equation where he got the Chayyadam. He caught him. Yeah, that sounds wrong. So, if Pump told me, if you rely on the Chayyadam, you don't go wrong. That's what he said. Look, the Chayyadah Paskins, the Chayyadah is a Paisitla Dairis, the Stipler is a Stipler, but not the Chayyadah. So that's what I remember. It's a, it's, a, it's a vague memory. But I think he told me that Lashon. If you do like the Chayyadah, you're not going wrong. So I did, I did like the Chayyadah. So I started from after. After the I started after the I continued Shemad Esra. Talking to Rishman Talking to Rishman is good. And this Rapam, how he feels. You know, I just asked him to shine. And Rishman not a half sick. And then I came to Rishman and uh, I finished Rishman Esrei. So, I won't know the truth till I come upstairs. I hope it takes me until 120. And I'll ask him for a copy of video of uh, the Rishman which I'm sure is not my proudest Rishman Esrei, but uh, uh, I have no idea what I said. But I resolved, I have to find the terrorist in the Stipus Kasha. No, I already rely on the Chayyadon, I have to find the terrorist in the Stipus Kasha. So I think the answer is this. That when we say middle brachas are ma'akiv, the ma'akiv in what? In the avoidah dikadin of Shemayin Esra. It's ma'akiv that you're missing avoidah. You have to have it again. You're missing the avoidah dikadin. You're mechuyiv to daven Shemayin Esra. There's bakash tzrochim and avoidah, both. If you're missing some middle brachas, you're missing... In the Avoid of Shemines, where you have to daven again. But is it a brachal of Atala? 17 brachas of Atala? No. In the time of the Bayashani, they davened only 17 brachas, or 15, or 16, whatever they chose. If you daven and you miss some of the little brachas, you still have a Shemines, a Bakasha Srochim. There's a Bakasha Srochim, Dikish Menesre, and there's an Avoid of Dikish Menesre, the Bosh Menesres. It's not a brachal of atola if you're missing avayda. Why do you have to have it again? You know why you have to have it again? Because you, you didn't do an avayda. The avayda is to, to the entire Shemayin Esra. But it doesn't make it a brachal of atola because you missed some brachas. So it's a bakosh of tzrochem dikah Shemayin Esra, the gara from a bayashay nishemayin Esra. 
So it's not a bracha of a talit. Chayyim says, look, if you're a kayim davoid of Shemayin Esri, I don't know. But brachas of are more important. You can't put yourself in a situation of suffering brachas of atala. No, I can't daven against. I'm a sufik if I have to daven against. I can't daven a second Shemayin Esri. If I know I missed, I daven a second. If I'm a sufik, so brachas lahakul. So you could do the Dava Bitnai. Granted, the Chaye Odom says that as man as that, we don't do Tfilis in the Dava. Because we're not sure we'll, we'll be able to have Kavada. Mishnah brings it in one place, in another place he doesn't bring it. It's its, its own issue. But the Chaye Odom himself says that as man as that, you can do Tfilis in the Dava. Tfilis in the Dava needs Kavada in every word. There's Kavada in every word. Even Tashlum. Even for Safi Tashlum. So at any rate, this is the shtikol Torah. It answers a host of other difficulties. Um, there's another stipler. Stipler asks, you know, the Rambam says, if you didn't have kavana and Mogen Avram, the first bracha, you have to daven again. The Rambam says, you didn't have kavana the first bracha, you daven again. So the Torah says, Bismana says, we don't daven again, because the second time you've won't have kavana. But the Ikra din is, if you didn't have kavana in the first bracha, we just don't daven again. So the stipler asks, and the truth is the Biralachi asked the Kasha, that if so, if you're Milushman Esrei, and you realize you're not Kavan in the first bracha, you should sit down. It's not a Shman Esrei. If you're not Kavan in the first bracha, it's not a Shman Esrei. You have daven again. So if you realize you're not Kavan, you should just sit down, finished. Why? What's the head to, to finish the Shman Esrei? If you know already you didn't have Kavan in Mogan Avrab, what's the head to, to finish Shman Esrei? Then you can dive again. You can't dive it again. Because <laughs> we don't dive it again. You never dive it the first time. If you sit down in the middle you didn't, and you don't finish the first minister, then you never dive it again. But even if you do finish the first minister, you didn't dive it. You have to dive it again. If you sit down in the middle of the first one, and you. So you didn't dive saying, what's so the difference? Daven, then you could daven. But even if you finish your first Shemayin Esrei, you still didn't daven Shemayin Esrei. Right, but then because we don't daven over. You might not have so to why if you sit down, do you daven over? Right. Why do you ever daven the first time? So why, it's a good question. Why do you ever daven the first time? It's so, a so good question. So, so if you never daven... So you sit down on the first one, it's like you never daven, then you could daven the first time. But what's the sitting and not sitting? I don't know. It's if you don't... All right, so if you're right, so you're adding to the cash. You sit down and daven again. Well, for that, you have to come on to Knech. The idea that Kavana is Ma'akiv in davening, where do you find Kavana's Ma'akiv? In benching, Kavana's Ma'akiv. In Bechzatayra, Kavana's Ma'akiv. In Vidu Maestris, Kavana's Ma'akiv. Kavana's not Ma'akiv. In Shema, Kavana's Ma'akiv. Shema, Kavana's Ma'akiv. It's true. But, but Kavana and Mitzvahs that are totally by Miri, you generally don't find. You only find one place Kavana's Ma'akiv, and that is... Where? No. By Karbanis. Zvachim. Zvachim dapeza v'dalev. The only place you find Karbanis Ma'akim is by Avayda. As a matter of fact, the Makar, that if you have Karbanis, the first bracha, it's enough. The Makar is Gmar and Brachis. But it's like Avayda. By Avayda, it's the same thing. By Avayda, if you have Karbanis in the first, in the first Avayda, if you have Karbanis by Shrita, then Stama, the rest of the Avayda, is Lata Asarishim. So it's very Gishmak. The Avoidah Dikidin of Shemayna Esrei needs Kavan. The Bakosh Yitzrachim Dikidin of Shemayna Esrei doesn't need Kavan. So the Rambam says, if you didn't have Kavan, you have to daven again. Why? Avoidah. Without Kavan, you're not Yitzah Avoidah. Does that mean the Shemayna Esrei is the Brachas of Atala? No. It's still a Bakosh Yitzrachim Dikid Shemayna Esrei without the Din Avoidah. 
It's still a Shemini Esri, it's not a Vatala. Why do you stand up down in the first place? Because the Bakashas Shrachim Shemini Esri, you can have without Kavanah. The extra aspect of Avaida, that needs Kavanah. You if you want to, there's a Shrachim you need. Anyway, the point with all the Shtukot is that there are two aspects to Davin. There's the Avoida aspect, and there's the Bakash Shrachimdika aspect. They're both Chalokim uh, in a person's in a person's davening. They're both uh, they're both emes, and uh, and they're both what we daven every time we daven. The difference between tsa'aka and not tsa'aka is in bakoshes tsrochim tsa'aka is appropriate. By yamsuf, pastor says in the chemia they screamed at yamsuf. They were screaming. Why? A davening? An avayda? An avayda is a solemn, formal thing. You do it quietly. What's, uh, there's a story about a stolen chassid who found himself in Vienna on his way out of Europe after the war. Vienna is a Yekisha town. So he went over to the Rav in the shul and he asked him, you know, the stolen is screamed by davening. So before Davin, he asked the Rav, you know, but yeah, he's now screaming during Davening, you know, they're all proper. So he asked him, I hope you don't mind, you know, I scream by Davening. So the Rav told him, not here. The meaning I'm not here is that you're quiet. So it came Davening, they were Davening. And this, this was right after the Holocaust, you know, right after the war, this, this also was Davening, can't die now. You know, finally, at some point in Davening, he couldn't hold himself in. And he screamed out, part of the Davening. So afterwards, he went to Yisbechila from the Rav. And he said, okay, do I? So I said, I have no problem. So what do you mean you have no problem? He told me not to do it. He said, look, if you plan to scream, we have a kapeva. But if it hurts and you scream, so you know, everybody screams when it hurts. You know, it's a different screaming. Two different screamings. So there are two aspects to davening. There's the Bakasha Tzrachim, where Tzaka is appropriate. Someone's exerting against him. Tzalka is a good thing. But the davening, the davening is still a davening. There's an avoid aspect of davening and there's a bakash tzrachim aspect. It comes, comes Rosh Hashanah. We're not mevakash tzrachim Rosh Hashanah. The davening of Rosh Hashanah is an avoida to be mamlach to Rabbani Shalom. The whole tefillah is a tefillah of mamlach Hashem. The davening is being mamlach the We say piyutim, piyutim we say b'koyal gadol. But the davening, the shmeinah esrei, the davening is a formal davening. You want to be mevakish tzrachim, so there's a place. L'kain tzar, there's a there's a heter to mevakish tzrachim. L'kain tzar itself is a is a piyut really. So I suffer. You want you could be mevakish, but that's not what the day's about. That's not what the day's about. The day's about being mamlach the rabbi you want to be mevakish, be mevakish, like the chassid in Vienna. It becomes a shayin You want to be mevakish, you're mevakish. Somebody who feels a good geshmakish man esrei, he feels the yaimadin, the meila, he'll be a mevakish. But, but it's not the plan. You don't plan to be mevakish. The chazal didn't do it, didn't set up the shman esrei that way. You don't set up the shman esrei. The personal part of davening a Rosh Hashanah it's Yaim Adin, it's personal. Personal, it's not about Kashasrach. Our Avaidah 
certainly in our dar, our avayda is an avayda of kabbalus. Abim kabbal things on ourselves. In avayda Hashem, you worry about your needs. You have two needs. You have a need that you need money and gazunt and a shidduch and shalom bayis and all these things. And those are your needs. You have other needs. You have needs that in the coming year you should be a proper Evet Hashem. You should daven properly, you should learn properly, you should make mitzvahs properly, you should fight the Yetzirahs properly. It's all. So it comes Bakash Yisrochim. There are two parts of Bakash Yisrochim. There's the what you want from God and there's what God wants from you. Rav Palm was was madrich us that growth comes from Kabbalists. Growth comes from focusing on something and being the Kabbal for the future. Right? From the, the last 30 years, whatever, whatever aspect of Vedas Hashem I grew in, I gained in, was all from being the Kabbal. Not every Kabbalah sticks. Kabbalah, Kabbalah everything believed in But anything that I could say I didn't do 30 years ago, I do today, it stuck, came because one Yom Nairoim, or one crucial time in my life, I was Makabal. A lot of my Kabbalists, Kabbalists fell away. A lot of them stuck. At a certain point, I was Makabal that it doesn't make sense that I should miss being Mavisedra every week. Three years that I, that I didn't make it. At a certain point, I was Makabal and I did it. The times that I, I didn't wash my Machrayim in a period of my life, it was easy. I washed. It wasn't easy. I didn't wash. Now I do it naturally. It was a certain time, and I'm not wrong, that was Makabal. That is what I'm going to do. Makabal, you're going to do it. The davening, the Bakash Srochim of Yom Nairahim, is not what you want from the Rabbi Nishalayim. It's what the Rabbi Nishalayim wants from you. It's a Bakasha that in the coming year you should be a better Evet Hashem. You want to find that in davening, you find that everywhere in davening. You find that everywhere in the davening. The idea of recognizing Malchus Hashem. That's the whole, the whole Rosh Hashanah davening, is that? It's a different Bakosh Hashrachim. It's a different approach to Rosh Hashanah. Now, the Yitzhahara has his way with Kabbalists. The Yitzhahara tells us to be Makabal everything. You Makabal everything, you Makabal everything, you Makabal nothing. It's always that way. It's always that way. The Yitzhahara tells a person, you got to be, uh, the Yitzhahara can't tell you to be a Rosh, he tells you you got to be a Tzaddik. So you got to be a Tzaddik, not a Tzaddik, so finished. Kabbalists are specific and the small, and the things you can do, and the things you could keep. I try every Shabbos Shuvah to suggest Kabbalists and Shul. So you just just three or four or five, whatever, whatever's on my mind. So one year in my Kabbalists, I mentioned that you're supposed to be thinking of Eretz Yisrael, of Yerushalayim. In Shulchan Aruch it says, when you bench, you should cover the knife. If you have a knife on the table, you should cover it. So we should do it. Not because you go to Gan Eden, because you cover your knife. It's a statement of Yerushalayim. The Chazal were actually chayshid that a person who says, if an Yerushalayim Yerakhaydish is going to feel the Tzar Achorben so much, they may take a knife and hurt himself. I know it's not a chashash by us, but Memele, there was such a minute to cover the knife when you bench, except on Shabbos and Yantif, on a weekday, to cover the knife. So among my Kabbalists, that's what I mentioned. Said, well, wise guy, surely came over to me afterwards. He said, this year was great. Covering the knife, that's the one I'll do. 
you know, being my surgeon, my chreinim, coming on time to davening, you know, that's too hard. Carrying the knife, that's a good one. That's what he told me. A year later, Shabbos Shuvah, I went over to the fellow, right before my drasha. I said, you're a couple covering the knife. Did you do it? Did you do it? Didn't do it. Didn't do it. So my drasha, I told the story while he was sitting there. I didn't mention his name. I said, you know, if he would, would have done it, if he would have gone through a year and just covered the knife every time he benched, he would have come to a next Rosh Hashanah. He would have felt good about it. He would have been ready to be a something else. You have a Kabbal and you make it a, a, just a routine in your life, you're ready to do more things. <laughs> but if you can't be a anything, so here you go, it's all downhill. You know, it's, all, it's all downhill. The Yetzirah gets hold of a person. The more, the more distractions there are in life, the more... Uh, if a person doesn't stop and catch himself and do something, it's small things, so do small things. You've got to do Shun is about, Yom Ram is about doing things, undertaking things with a Bleeneder and with, and here for them, don't have a Kiyom, even three quarters don't have a Kiyom, but you have to be left with something that has a Kiyom, something that remains. I always don't understand the people who come to me, and Bezehaloshin, I always have this, people come to me and they say, I was Makabal last year, and lasted maybe a month or two, and then it fell apart, forget it, no more Kabbalists. So I don't understand. What's so bad if every Rosh Hashanah you make a Kabbalah that'll last for two months? It's so terrible. I have this Davyaimi fellow by Yashul who came and he told me after the CMSHA, I said, two CMSHAs in the go, I was so moved. I, learned, I undertook to learn Davyaimi. Me after Brachas, it fell apart. Seven years ago, again, I was so moved. I learned Brachas, it fell apart. This year, forget it. So I said to him, what's so terrible? You learn Brachas every seven years. A bad thing to learn brachas every seven years? It's not it's a bad thing. Am I wrong? See, I'm a couple, so it doesn't, doesn't last for it. lasts for a week, it lasts for a month. What's so terrible? No? It's an avayda. It's a different pakosh tzrachim. Shemazaman is telling his talmidim that your focus is wrong. You can ask whatever you want. You can ask whatever you want, but that's not where you're at. That's not where you're at. When you have to yield a ratzen, you should say to Rabbi Nishalayim, I'm a kabbal on myself, I'm a kabbal on myself, this year I'm going to do such and such. And if there's a schus in it, so let it help me, whatever, let it help me with whatever it is I need. I'll tell you, I in shul, I, in the mega give us island, there's a school that I mentioned in shul, and uh, that somebody wants a shidduch, he should learn kedushin. It says Reb Chaim, Reb Chaim Brisker used to send people who wanted schoolers to the Biala Rebbe in, in Europe. Biala Rebbe said, you need Parnasa, finish the Bavas. And he meant all three Bavas, or one Bava, I don't know. You want a Shidduch, learn Kedushin. But the Mesechta, not the Mishnahis. You know, the whole Mesechta, learn the Mesechta, make a see him on the Mesechta, it's a school. Every Tzarech, he had a Mesechta. I know somebody who would, uh, had a very serious form of cancer, he went to Reb Chaim uh, uh, for a bracha. Reb Chaim told him, learn Hilchus Trefus. And he really undertook to learn Hilfus Trefus from beginning to end. It happens to be his father was a Shaykhit. His father was a Shaykhit who brought lungs in the Rapam Shia to us, and the son, and uh, Baruch Hashem. He should live and be well. He's doing nicely. But now he learns Hilfus Trefus all the time. So there's a school. So this school I mentioned, learning Kedushin in the Shul. And wow, people are learning Kedushin. And there was more to it. There's one very Lebedika fellow in the Shul who was groaning about not having a Shidduch for a long time, 
he learned Kedushin, made a very public siyum, and he married the next girl he met. Whether it was psychosomatic or uh, and we can argue. But after that, you come to my shul, people are learning Kedushin. You want children themselves, for the children, you know, like, uh, you, know, you have to learn every word. And so, yeah, Kabbalists, Kabbalists work. Kabbalists work. They work 100% of the time, they don't work 100% of the time. They work sometime, yeah. But in a lifetime, someone who gets into the, the mode of, of being the Kabbal, a person, a person gains, a person becomes better, becomes bigger. After I got married, the day after my chasana, I needed a shaymer to go to Minyan, I'm only going to ask to go to Minyan. So my father, my father, Allah picked me up, and we went to Dabu Minyan. So I noticed that my father was wearing a Rebbeinu Tamtil. My father never wore a Rebbeinu Tamtil. So I asked him, you know, what happened? What's the Rebbeinu Tamtil? So he said to me, I went through the war, I went through Auschwitz, I went through everything. As I could marry off a child, I shouldn't be makabal something for the Rebbeinu Shalom. So he went out, he got himself a Rebbeinu Tamtil, and from then on he put on a Rebbeinu Tamtil until Saif Yomov. So I did the same. People ask me why my Rabbeinu Tam Tefillin has the initials Aleph Reish on it. It's not my initials. Because my father unfortunately passed away before my first son was married. He was married, I took my father's Rabbeinu Tam Tefillin. So where did it come from? It comes from a Kabbalah. Something happened, you have a Kabbalah. Once you get used to doing it, it works. It works. Not so hard. I'm not telling you to put on Rabbeinu Tam Tefillin. Maybe when you marry off your first children. First child. But I'm telling you, it's a different life. If you live a life and it comes Yom and and it comes a time, instead of asking what you need from the Rabbi Nishalaylam, talk about what the Rabbi wants from you. The things the Kabbalist people can make, and they make them all believe that they were scared of Nadarim. But everything believe that they're in the Kabbal, in the Kabbal to try to do. Something sticks, some things don't stick. But if you don't try, nothing's going to stick. You get used to being macabre and sticking to it and doing it, so hopefully it, it continues. So the kind of tsar on Rosh Hashanah, you all should ask Bakashis. You say, whatever it is, you say. You say, if there's any schuss in this, it should be aimed for me that I should have this or that or a third thing, or all three. But do it and make yourself a person that, that in life is going uphill, is going someplace. It's going somewhere. You'll say, at this rate, I have to live 200 years, you know, to, to, well, at this rate of a Kabbalist, you know. One year I was Makabal publicly, I said in Shul, that the one year when I was, I used to go to Rabbi Yashif Shiurim. So uh, on Shabbos, uh, so somebody, it's interesting, they recognized me, I'm an American rabbi, so they let me sit near, they called me for the shir to sit next to Rabbi Yashu, which is a chiddish, that in Yerushalayim, anybody cares about American rabbis. And they weren't even asking me for money, you know, like, so they, I, I sat, I, I damned, so Mincha was there, I damned Mincha next to Rabbi Yashu. So Rabbi Yashu, at that stage in his life, was damning Shemir Esra loud. There are those who hold, you have damned Shemir Esra, Shemir Oznai, is your own ears, and he became hard of hearing. Whatever his cheshbon was, he davened loud, and I was standing next to him, and it was hard for me to concentrate. You know, God Ladar is davening next to you out loud, I had a very hard time concentrating. So the next Shabbos, I resolved, I'll daven with him, Mila Bebila. Rather, the next Shabbos, Rabbi Israel Arbach, Sazan Gesund, Rabbi Yashu's son-in-law was there, 
and they gave him a seat closer to Rabbi Yosha than me. I wasn't insulted because he was related. So he, gave him, so he had. So I was Davish Manasseh with Rabbi Yosha. I noticed he was doing the same thing. When I demoted him, he demoted him. You know, like, I noticed Rabbi Yosha Shmei anybody who saw him was a pretty quick Shmei Nasrei. He damaged me like you're talking to someone, like I'm talking to you. Right? You talk pretty quickly. So imagine, but Yashiv understood he's talking to God. He damaged pretty fish, my I noticed when he got to Hamazish, he stopped and he said it slowly with Kavan. So I undertook that, believe that, that those three words, that's my goal for the next year. Now at that rate, three words a year. It's going to take me a long time, you know. God should give me so much, uh, so many years. It's true. I'll come to Rabbi Nishalayim and I'll tell him, look, Rabbi Nishalayim, you give me more time, I would have made it, you know. Three words a year. But you know something, it sticks. I remember every Shemayin Esrei. I remember plenty of times. Especially somehow by Moedim, we wake up to bow down. So you just wake up a second earlier, you know. That's all. What I'm telling you is the Vakashat Srachim of Yom and has to be what you can give God. You're really giving yourself, but what your Bhishan wants from you. You have to give it thought. You can't stand in Rosh Hashanah and figure out what, what your Kabbalah should be. You have to give it thought. You have to give it thought. You can't cut out the internet. Maybe you can cut out certain certain sites. It's good Kabbalah. It's a good Surmeirah. Something. So let us hope that we should be Zaycha. Have a good year? Yeah. But more, we should be zaychet to lift ourselves up. It comes, we should lift ourselves up. We should be up on a higher, on a higher darga, at least for a period of time. After the Yom Neroam, I've been shattered